Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. We're on episode 80. How cool is that? Um, just want to start by saying how grateful we are. I'm super grateful for this podcast, really grateful for all the messages we receive on a weekly basis. Love the fact that it's having an impact. Feel super, super blessed. So wanted to start by the episode by saying thank you. And as we start, you know, I always love my co-host to introduce herself first. So introducing the amazing, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire and published author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, Nims. I'm really excited to be here again with our friends and diving deep into another spiritual topic. Um, as Nim said, my name is Stacy. I'm an intuitive. I do readings for people around the world. I am an Akashic record reader, podcast host, and creator. And this is a deep passion of mine. I just recently published my first book, Journey to Soul Center, Discovering the Gift of Surrender. It's a little bit about me. Thank you, Stace. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Nims Nimesh. I'm also an Akashic record reader, Akashic trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, as well as a spiritual coach and mentor. And I just love the work that we're doing. I feel like a lot of us are going through some sort of awakening. I love the fact that we can guide people to shine their light. So I love, love the work that we do, feeling very blessed. And uh, yeah, let me start the episode by asking you, Stace. I, I always talk about the importance of shining our light. I really feel that we're all being pushed to shine our light, uh, connect with our gifts right now. Um, but it's really important that we shine our light on ourselves first. So Stace, what have you done today for you to shine a light on you? You know, I love this question. And I woke up this morning feeling a little bit disconnected from myself. And I've been traveling um, and haven't spent a lot of time journaling. And so this morning I took some quiet time to just be introspective and get my thoughts down in my journal. And it was a great way to start the day. What about you? I love that. Um, so I took some time out this morning um, just to meditate, connect with myself, did some inner child healing. Um, really felt like my inner child needed some, needed a bit of love and attention this morning. So I just imagined my inner child in front of me and we had some fun together. Um, so want to mind the child to to really know how important he is and how much an impact he's had on my life so I did that this morning so that was cool and Stace I'm looking forward to this episode so this is episode 80 and um you know we always try and pick topics that would appeal to the audience and allow us to go deep so this episode for episode 80 is all about awakening and relationships and really about discussing how when we're going through a spiritual awakening, how can it impact the relationships with ourselves and also the impact it has with those around us? And because um, it is interesting, right? As, as our vibration changes, we can't always control what other people do. It's not on us, right? All we can do is control ourselves. But what happens is as we change, the people around us notice that change and they start to react differently because in many ways, they don't want us to change. They got used to the version of ourselves and, and they want us to stay that same person. And in many ways, the same applies to us. Because when you're going through that awakening, in many ways, you're going through rebirth and it means the old version of you is dying. 
and in many ways we're trying to hold on to that old version of ourselves because we know that old version of ourselves we love in some ways that version of ourselves so we hold on we hold on to him or her and um it's interesting right you're going it's, it's like in many ways you're mourning you're mourning that version of you so for me this 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 topic is is really interesting and uh, let's kind of dive a bit deeper but Stace, what does this topic mean to you when i say to you awakening and relationships and the impact it has what would you what would your response be so i've um definitely been through a deep spiritual journey the last four years specifically um if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know the story. Four years ago, my 17-year-old son attempted to take his own life. And while he was in the hospital um, fighting to recover in a coma, I had some profound spiritual experiences that really shifted me. And in addition to that, during that time, I became a full-time caregiver. And I had to give up my career in the beauty industry for a period of time to take care of my son. And um, it was really interesting to see the community rally around us in the way that they did. We were inundated with an outpouring of love in the community. And I believe a lot of that was because of the relationships that I had established professionally as a hairdresser. What I wasn't anticipating was the way that the circumstances changed me and broke me open spiritually on a deeper level that I hadn't experienced before. And I really needed to figure out how I was going to navigate through this season. And as I was doing my own healing and going through my own awakening, I found that a lot of the relationships that had felt fulfilling once before were no longer lifting me up. And I found that, gosh, I guess I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but I found that the person that I had chosen to share my life with wasn't the same. The dynamic wasn't the same. And I, I often tell people that the day that my son ran his car into a tree, it was like the whole family was in the car with him. And we all came out with different injuries. We all came out with a different timeline for healing. And it became very apparent early on in that recovery that my husband and I were not aligned. And I can't speak for him and whether or not he has gone through an awakening because of this, but I know I did. And I found that that relationship no longer fulfilled me in the way that it had before. I didn't feel aligned with him. I didn't feel connected. And what's interesting is I saw it having a ripple effect because it wasn't just my marriage that shifted. It was my professional relationships. It was my friendships. And when I look at it now, I'm very clear that I was the one changing, right? But in that season, I was like, what the heck is wrong with everybody, you know? And for me, um, it became a time of a lot of isolation. 
and watching relationships fall away and fall away fast. And I would be curious for our listeners if they've experienced something similar to this, where you go through a life-changing spiritual experience, an awakening, a trauma, like any of those things that can be the catalyst for that shift. And for me, that catalyst was out of one of the most heart-wrenching experiences I'll probably ever go through in this life. And the awareness that the relationships that I had were different now. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Um, you know, when you're in that deep process and relationships do start to fall away, right? And because you're raising your vibration, you're changing. And, you know, if I take the example of, of you and your husband, you know, when you were married, you were aligned, right? You, 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 there was, but then things happen and, and your vibration becomes different and it's nobody's fault. It's, it's like you had a soul contract to connect, to be aligned, but then on your spiritual journey, your awakening, your vibration changed and you weren't as aligned anymore. That's okay. But how often do we hold on to those relationships still trying to work on, on going back to the way it was, you know, the fairy tale, as we call about it, as we call it. And I know due to all the conversations I've, I've had, we've had with lots of people we're mentoring and friends, et cetera, that a lot of people can relate to maybe over the last year, 18 months for a lot of people that, and me included, um, our friend circle has gotten smaller. And I really do feel a lot of us are going through that awakening and a natural thing that happens is, is the universe clears the path. I mean, there's a saying which says, um, you know, God clears the, the, the people away that don't serve us because he hears the conversations they have about us when we're not there. And so what if the universe is, is, is clearing the path for us? Because it's like when we're going through an awakening, when we're going through a major shift, we are more vulnerable. We are like we're, we're, we're in a cocoon. We're like a gooey mess. That's the way I normally talk about it. And in some ways, our energy needs to be protected. So what if what happens is the universe clears the path? And so our friend circle does become smaller. And it's, um, but it's interesting. You said it. The first thing we do is we start blaming ourselves. What's wrong with me? Why am I losing all these friends? When if we looked at it, and if you look at it now, I'm sure you can see that, and I can see for sure that the friends that I lost at the time weren't serving me. But when you're in it, you start looking at yourself saying, hold on, what did I do wrong? You know, what was what was what is it about me that I'm losing all these friends? But with 2020 vision, when you look back, you can you can understand what happens. It doesn't, it still can be a very lonely experience, right? From a human perspective. Um, but I'd encourage all our listeners to, to look back at maybe the last year and think about the relationships you've had, how they've changed, the friendships you've lost, and really kind of ask yourself, well, those people that are no longer in your life, do you miss them? And maybe you do, but you miss the old version of them or the version of them that you that at least recently left you. Really have an honest conversation with yourself about your relationships and what's changed and evolved. 
because how often do we do that, right? How often do we go through an awakening and we blame ourselves? Mm-hmm. When what if this, what if the, the changes that have happened have in some way served us? And you know, even now, it's a lot of the conversations that we have recently, a lot of people do still feel that they are going through an awakening. I mean, personally, I yeah, my the, the relationships continue to evolve around me, right? I do wonder, um, you know, kind of you know, the awakening process, we talked about it before, isn't a one-time thing. It's kind of over your lifetime, right? I believe that you go through ups and downs and you have major changes. And um, I do feel that we're coming to that period. I talked about it on in the clubhouse room that we had yesterday. I do feel that we're coming to that period where a lot of our relationships will be challenged and a lot of the karmic stuff that we've been holding on to will the universe will be pushed us to release it i I really do feel the universe will push us to to really ask ask and consider do we have nurturing relationships around us are we shining the light that we're meant to be and the kinder that we can be to ourselves and really kind of understand that the things that are happening to us are happening for us and the relationships are changing around us because the other thing that happens is we need to create space for new relationships and we need to create space for the, the nurturing relationships the expansive relationships for the next phase of whatever we're going through and people come into our lives typically for three reasons reason seasonal life they either come in for a reason. They, they come in, they come in to teach us something, to expand us in some kind of way. And once that soul contract's complete, once that that reason is done, they're no longer in our lives. Sometimes people come into our life for a season and they walk along the path with us. They're there to support us in some kind of way. And once that season's complete, it's done. And sure, other people come into our lives and they're into, in our lives for, for, for life. And, you know, there's... Lots of relationships I've, I've lost in the last year or two that I thought were going to be for life. And um, I think that was my expectations, right? As I evolve, as I change, I can't control what other people do. It's not on me. The only person we can control is ourselves. And it's that, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to have, ask yourself and have that conversation. Is, is that person that's leaving my life was he or she serving me? And um, what's in what's in my best interest? And again, I'll ask all the listeners, what relationships are you holding on to because you're worried about what you're going to replace that relationship? Or you are you holding on to a relationship because you're expecting that person to change? Or you're hoping that person goes back to the way they were? And I remind everybody, we can't change the other person. All we can do is be the best version of ourselves and trust that the people around us will raise their vibration with us. And if they don't, that's not on us. And I know it sounds cruel, but we need to be open to letting go of those relationships to create space for new ones to come in. Mm-hmm. So Stacey, I've spoken for a while. I went off on a tangent. Yeah, I I don't talk about this a lot. Um, Actually, I've never talked about it publicly, but, um, and feels super um, vulnerable right now. Like I'm, I'm sitting here and like my palms are sweating and I'm like, I have to talk about this. Um, I 
share custody of my youngest daughter with her father. And we, we have a 50, 50 custody arrangement. We've had that arrangement for nine and a half years. And, um, you know, things have been a certain way for a while and, uh, we've co-parented for the most part, like it's gotten better over time. When we first split, it was challenging, um, you know, figuring out how we're going to do the back and forth, et cetera. And, and, um, we moved into a season where I was, I was struggling and leaving a relationship and, um, he was gracious enough to allow me to move into his basement apartment. And, um, I think during that time, uh, the lines were blurred as to what we were and what we had been. And I think that it took him on a path of wanting more. And <clears throat> for me, I was definitely going through a dark night of the soul when my marriage ended. And I not only was leaving my marriage and leaving my marital home, but I was changing careers and going down a completely different path than I could have anticipated. And I think what becomes challenging is when you're going through that season, people know the old version of you. And I think so many memories and thoughts were triggered within him that maybe there was some sort of a future for us in a different way. And um, I finally got on my own two feet, moved into a condo and started this new season. And it's been met with a lot of resistance. And what is hard for me in this season with him is there's a child involved, right? And the changes in me are not only impacting my dynamic with him, but they're also impacting the dynamic with my daughter. Now, from a rational standpoint, um, in a peaceful space, you know, I, I would hope that he would be able to understand at some point and embrace what I'm going through, but that's not been the case. And what I have found is this, um, this challenge to be true to myself even when it doesn't make sense to other people. And this relationship dynamic that I have with him currently is just filled with tension because I don't really know this new version of me. And I'm getting to know her and I'm, I'm coming into the understanding of what she needs and what she wants and what her goals and her dreams are. And He's wanting the old version of me, right? Because that's what he's known. And he's angry with the new version of me. And if I'm being completely transparent, I'm kind of pissed off at the new version of me in the sense of like, I don't really know what she wants as far as the dynamic with him and how this new season is going to work. And what I found is, I've tried to be really open with people as I've been going through the journey. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I'm an open book, right? I, I share very openly the 
the shifts in my life, the things I'm going through. And for me with this, it's kind of been this, um, this festering blister, you know, where I I'm trying so hard to keep on, on walking or running. Right. And this blister is just irritating, 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 and making the run hard. And I want to be really clear in saying it's not the parenting that's the issue. The issue is the people who have been in my life for a duration of time know the old version of me and they don't understand. It's expectations. Right. And they don't understand the new version of me. And his expectation of me is that we stay in this dynamic where he has our daughter half the week and I have her the other half of the week. And this is the structure that we follow. And God love you men, you're creatures of habit. Right. And for him, wait, wait, wait. You can't just say men. That's yeah. not, we have a masculine and feminine energy in all of us, right? Yes. So, uh, but the strong masculine is that <laughs> of creating these habits and these patterns that feel feel comfortable. And it's something that he's he's done for a long time. You know, he's lived in the same town, lived in the same house. Like his life is is stable in the sense of there hasn't been a massive life shift for him. And so for him to understand where I'm coming from is virtually impossible because it's a place he's never been. And this is a version of me he doesn't know. And so here I am, you know, I um, embarked on a journey. I haven't shared this, but I embarked on a journey a couple of days ago. I flew to the UK and um, I've spent a lot of time in the UK. Um, One of my trips I spent a month and I've decided this trip that I'm spending a month here. And what's really, really hard for me in this season is trying to honor who I am and be authentic in the relationships that I have, getting to know this version of me, and then presenting that to other people who may not know this version of me. And it has been really uncomfortable. And I'm sharing this because I wonder how many other people are going through similar circumstances where someone in your life, whether it's, you know, a spouse, a partner, a a friend who's been in your life for a long time, you go through a shift and you see that these relationships are shifting as well. And for me, there's been this really tense um, interaction with him that he is like fighting for the old version of me to come back, almost as if like, he thinks that I'm in some like days and that I'm going to come out of it. Right. Like that you're going to somehow wake up. (laughs) Right. Like that he can somehow like shake it into me that the old way of doing things was working and friends, it's not working for me. Um, I love my daughter with all my heart. And I have tried so hard to stay in that pattern that we've been in before with the dynamic of the back and forth and the schedule the way it is. And in this season, so many relationships have fallen away that I find myself 
um, a lot of times existing. And I share this because I wonder how many of us are, tr are being, are, are feeling the feeling of trying to force ourselves to be in the old space that we were in and the resistance that comes from trying to be true to who we are and the relationships around us not seeing that same desire for growth and expansion. And it brings tears to me because I, I know when I'm being true to myself, it causes other people to be uncomfortable. And I am sad about that because the last thing I want to do is, is make anyone else uncomfortable with my expansion, right? <laughs> like I don't want, I'm, I'm not intending to do that, but these circumstances that have happened over the last several years have impacted me deeply, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And I am fighting for this version of me. And it's hard enough when you're trying to understand it yourself, but then trying to explain it to the relationships around you. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, Stace, I love, love, love how, how vulnerable you are and how your ability to to share all of you, right? And that's a, that's a rare quality. Um, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of, you know, kind of seeing all the changes in you, actually it's nearly two years, seeing all the changes in you over the last two years. And it's that, um, the evolution of you, there's so many different facets of you that changed. I don't know this new version of you, so I'm getting to know this new version of you too, right? It's kind of, um, you know, we, we did a lot of healing um, and lots of expansion, but it's interesting when I when I see the relationships, actually for both of us that I've, I've kind of, but it's kind of easier for, to, for, for, you, for me to see it when it's with somebody else. You are in a position of pain and somehow people can, can connect and feel that pain. And they say misery loves company. And it's interesting, it's like, you know, some of the relationships, um that, that that left us early early you know maybe a year or so ago it partly left some of the some of the people that left you was because that you'd gone from being in pain to turning that pain into purpose and the thing is that if the people and this is a message for the audience if you're working on and, he, and you're doing the healing inside some people are going to fall away because they're not doing the work and if you're doing the work, they want you to be the same person you were because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel like, well, hold on, I have somebody else who's maybe in more pain than me or the same pain as me. But if you're working on yourself and somebody else isn't, you get a reaction from them. And again, you know, I'm not saying this, that this, this is what's happening with your ex, but people do want to hold on to the old version of you. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, if we look at it from a different perspective, is we've all got healing to do. And somehow we meant to, we have soul contracts to bring things up in each other that are ready to be healed. So when you start looking at it and you start looking at your close relationships and you start asking the question, hold on, what's, what's my soul contract here? You could argue that you know, your soul contract in this stage is, is to awaken, to be the best version of you, to, to shine the light in whatever you feel is the best way for you. And 
you know, maybe you've got some healing to do on the masculine side, right? Because, you know, you were talking a lot about the masculine energy. And on the other side, for the masculine in your life, maybe there's some healing that needs to be done there. Um, to stand in his own power, right? In that kind of, to, to really, because everything's a duality, right? There's healing going on. So, and we get to choose. So you get to choose to get to know this new version of you, to embrace this new version of you. And he gets to either either really try to work on himself and understand what's happening or continue to fight it. But here's the thing. Are we willing to let go and accept, truly accept the people around us? Or, or do we want to change them? It's not our responsibility to change people, right? And it's easy for me to say that because we all have loved ones in our life that we'd love to do the healing, but it's not on us. And maybe we've got to sometimes look in the mirror and say, well, hold on, are we doing the healing that we need to do? Because we have those soul contracts. So, you know, Stacey, you've been through more pain in two years than, than I've known anybody else to have gone through. And, you know, you've, you've expanded through it and I've had a unique view on, on what that looks like. Um, and kind of, a, I guess we've shared a lot of it on the podcast, but it is when you start to look at the, each individual connection and you start to ask, ask yourself, what's my lesson in this? And how can I be the best version of me? And, you know, how do I how do I shine my own light? Because there is there in the masculine side, there is a there is some sort of savior complex, right? When somebody's in pain, you want to help them, you want to save them, you wanna and you know, our dynamic for for so maybe the last two years is because you were going through so much. There has been times that I oh my God, how do I help my friend? I guess the best thing I could, I could do at those times is hold space. It's not my job to fix you. But it's, you know, as a mentor, maybe give you a perspective if you're open to it. But you lead your own life, right? And this is the thing. It's like, and I guess this is a message for all our listeners is you can only focus on you. And we talk about, I talked about at the beginning about shining a light on ourselves and how important, how important it is to shine a light on ourselves first. This applies in all areas of life. So sometimes we are so focused on helping somebody else, we're doing it at the expense of our own healing. So let me ask all our listeners, are you being honest with yourself and are you focused on your own healing? Or are you focused on helping somebody else and being there for somebody else at the expense of your own healing? Because sometimes the pain inside us is, is deep and it's easier for us to help somebody else rather than deal with that pain. But I really do feel we're coming to that season where it's really important that we, we truly understand what healing we need. And maybe the solitude that a lot of us are feeling is needed. Maybe it's the universe's way to say, you have to do the healing. I mean, I I look at my life and, you know, I, I had, you know, when I started out, my plan, I guess, was to get married by a certain age, to have kids by a certain age, 
you know, kind of the programming that, that everybody follows. And I haven't followed that path, right? So um, I haven't got kids. I've got a huge family that I love. My nephews and nieces, we've talked, I've talked about it before. I have a special connection with them. But I know, I mean, I've, I've done the healing work and I've had conversations with my soul. I know that the expansion I needed in this life, I had to follow a different path. And I also know that the relationships I have with my nephews and nieces wouldn't be the same if I'd followed the, the program path. And I get it because I've done the soul work. I've, I've done a hard conversation with the soul that, so at a soul level, I get it. At a human level, sure, sometimes you still get frustrated, right? You had expectations, you want certain things to go a certain way. And, but it's, 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 once you take a look at the bigger picture and you really ask, what, what is my soul here to experience? And what if the path, because we always want something else, you know, but what if the path that's led you to this place is perfect? What if it's taking you on a path where the relationships you've had in your life at different times have all been part and divinely guided as soul contracts? And the first thing that we always do with, with everything we're working on is you always got to start with awareness. And the awareness comes from asking those open questions, journaling about it, sitting with yourself in silence and just truly accepting who you are. Because from awareness, you get acceptance. And the acceptance is, okay, so take me as an example. I've done, I've done the, the work to understand, okay, what was my soul journey up until this point? So I'm now aware of it. But being aware of it on its own without acceptance is frustrating because you're aware that you've done certain things that happen and certain things, but unless you accept them as exactly what they're meant to be, there's still going to be something inside you that burns away and is angry with you, with God, whatever. So that acceptance phase is really important. But then you get to decide what you want to do next. And in this awakening journey, that's what's really important is, okay, so now I'm aware, now I've accepted who I am. What do I want to do next? So Stace, my question for you as you've just gone through and you've shared so vulnerably, and I think it's beautiful that you've done it. You're clearly in awareness of, of who you're becoming and the fact you're changing, you're still getting to know this new version. But have you accepted this new version? I believe I have because I'm fighting for her. You know, I think that I'm still getting to know her, right? So the acceptance is probably going to happen in layers. But what I know of her thus far, yeah, I'm fighting for her and I'm fighting for, um, I feel like an advocate for her. You know, it's like in, in certain dynamics, if like, if this man was not, you know, the father of my child, then I would have said to hell with it. I'm not dealing with this as I'm sure he would say, right. But we share a child. And so I, I believe that I am fighting for this version of me passionately, fiercely, um, because she's been through so much and she's overcome so much. And I really believe that this version of me is stronger, is deeper is more aware and insightful. And I am every day advocating for her 
because I know how hard I had to work to get to this point. I mean, I think about where I was, we just did a clubhouse room in, um, in a different club on clubhouse called ever mindful about my book. And I was reading a chapter the other night, um, talking about, uh, part of my son's journey that was super painful for me. And, um, it took me right back to that place and how much pain I was in watching my child, um, battle mental health and substance abuse issues. And it really rocked my world. And I, I could remember the state of mind and the state of my being during that time and how dark it got. Right. And I very easily could have gone down into that black hole of pain and suffering and depression and stayed there. And I think some of us do that. We stay there, right? We stay in the space of pain. We don't know our way out. And I didn't choose to stay there. I chose to take the lessons that were being placed in front of me and use them to move me forward. And it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done. And even now in this season, as I'm uncovering more layers, it's uncomfortable. But I believe that I am fiercely dedicated to this version of me and being true to her and what is right for her. And I may not be 100% clear on that yet. And I think that's what's frustrating to people because they're getting to know this version of me as I'm getting to know this version of me, right? And so there's this longing for answers that I don't have clarity on yet. For example, I've said to, to my daughter's father, this scenario that we're in right now isn't working for me. And I've said it very clearly, like this is not the, the, the setup that we have right now that you feel is working for you and is working for her is not working for me. But the, the crazy thing is, I don't have clarity yet on what is working for me. And that's very frustrating for him, right? Because he's like, I want to keep it the way it is, like the way it's been. I want it that way. And I'm saying, I can't do that. And then his response is, well, what the hell can you do, right? And my response is, I don't know. <laughs> you, you can see how that can be frustrating for him. I can, so I, I can see how that, because he wants to plan, right? And, and it yeah. is, but it's not like you're saying, you're not going to come up with a plan. It feels like you're saying, well, I'm trying to work it out. So give me some time, give me some space, give me, and I, and I will tell you once I know more, but, you know, you've gone through so much change. Um since I've known you, um, I can I can get where sometimes you just want to breathe for a while to really understand this and get to know. But on the flip side, I can also see how if somebody is used to structure and things being a certain way, how they would struggle with the amount of change. Change is the only constant, right? We, have, we don't have control of it. Change is the only constant in life. Things are going to change. Nothing stays the same. But the amount of change somebody can deal with is different. And that's not on us. You know, so you chose to sign up for roller coaster, right? You chose to do this rapid expansion plan some way along, along the way your soul decided that you're going to go through rapid expansion at this time in your life. And that's what happens though, right? When you, when 
when when you go through this awakening or this kind of this this part of your awakening which is accelerated it is hard for the people around you they didn't sign up for it their soul did and i'll talk about that in a second but as humans they chose to their life you know kind of whatever the normality is but you've chosen to accelerate your life to change and it can be hard. And again, the reason I'm using this example is because I'm I'm hoping the, the listeners can resonate with it, right? It's that when we're going through a lot of change, it's 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 meant to be that way. But it's not up to us to make sure that everybody's okay with it. Because sometimes what we do is we slow down our change because we want others to catch up. But it's our responsibility. And let me ask you a different question. If everything that happens to us is serving us in some kind of way, what is your soul expansion with this masculine energy? Mm. And I know we've talked about this and it's a, it's a back and forth, but what is your, what is your lesson? What's your soul expansion with the masculine energy that you're going through? You know, it's interesting because, um, Another thing like I haven't really talked about on the podcast uh, is, um, you know, when I went through all of this with my son, um, it like re-triggered trauma from my childhood that I, you know, had worked through in therapy and all kinds of stuff. And it, it sparked it again, right? And so I made the decision uh, four years ago to, um, to distance myself from both my father and my mother. So I haven't spoken to either one of my parents in four years and it has been a very peaceful four years as far as that dynamic goes. But, um, I feel that I am being expanded with the masculine energy. And I feel like the message is that I have to stand up for myself. I have to be an advocate for myself, especially when it comes to the masculine energy, because I grew up with a father who, um, was very strong in his opinions of how things should be and how I should be and how I should show up. And I'm finding a pattern in my life now with men like that, that there's this, you know, this is how it should be. And when I don't agree with that, it's like this battle, like I'm facing right now with my daughter's father. And I didn't know how to advocate for myself growing up at all. My father's a narcissist. He's controlling and he was abusive. And I found myself cowering to that energy. And it's interesting as we're talking about this now, because I still cower in a certain way. Um, and it's something that I really feel can't continue. It, it, it can't continue with this version of me because this version of me is not willing to lay down and take it anymore. And so it's brought about this like fierce dedication to, okay, what, what is it 
that I need? What is it that's right for me? What feels good to me? Not what someone else is telling me I need to do or I need to be, but what feels right to me? And that was something I couldn't honor growing up. So, so what if this experience that you're going through with, with your daughter's dad or father, I think you call, but is part of your expansion, part of you discovering this new version of you? Oh, I part absolutely of, part, part of you really kind of being forced to stand up and fight for her. What, 100%. If, I, what if he's performing the role that he's meant to for you to fight for this version of you? Oh, I think he is. A hundred percent. I absolutely think that this is coming into my life because I need to fight for this version of me and I need to fight a fight that I couldn't fight as a child. You know, as a child, it was like what dad says goes and there's no other way around it. And it was by force if you resisted it at all. And so in this season, I feel like there's something really interesting happening and it's that I finally have to stand up for myself and what's right for me, regardless of what other people are saying, right? And that's a really interesting place to be when you've been raised in an environment that was the complete opposite. And here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people talk about repeat programs. I don't necessarily believe in repeat programs. I believe the same thing comes up again, but a different layer of healing. Mm -hmm. So what if your journey and your, your part of your journey in this lifetime is to heal the masculine side, not just for you, but for your ancestors. And this is kind of your journey and the part of your journey in this life. And there are people playing different roles to help you heal that masculine side. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm using, I'm kind of using you as an example because I'm hoping it helps our listeners to make, to kind of really, you start to look at your relationships a little bit differently. And I, I guess sometimes I make it sound easy. But if you start to take a step back and ask, well, hold on, how is this person expanding? Because our blood family is an example. You talked about your parents. You know, you as a soul picked your blood family. And you picked them to expand you in this lifetime. Because in for many instances, you don't have to love your blood family. But you picked them to expand you. Mm -hmm. And I get, maybe we need to do an episode of this, but I get that's difficult for some, for, for some, you know, it's like, well, hold on a second. You're saying I picked my blood family? Look at all the pain they've caused me. Why would I pick them? I mean, at a soul level. So you had to go through some expansion in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that's why you picked the souls that you did. Mm -hmm. And and Stacey, so again, I've had the, the benefit of seeing and, and but you wouldn't be the healer and the person you are today that fights through this version of you so and kind of sets that example if you hadn't been through all the things you've been through. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I feel that. And I, I know that. I know that on a deep level. And I know that I signed up for this. Um, I think what's uncomfortable is when you go through so much and you finally start to find happiness and joy when you haven't experienced that in so long, you just want people to be happy for you, right? And I think what's important to recognize is that 
not everyone is going to be happy or accepting of this new version of you. Not, not everyone is going to understand why you're doing what you're doing or who you are, or it's, it's, my vibration is different now. But, that, but that's not on you to get people to. It's not. Because again, if you, because how often do we adjust ourselves because we're trying to get, make other people happy. Mm -hmm. And I, there's a phrase that, that, that I use a lot and I know you probably annoys you sometimes, but what other people think of me is none of my business. Mm -hmm. I can't control what people think of me. Doesn't mean we don't feel it. I mean, being being natural empaths, you feel other people's energy, you feel, and you don't want to cause pain. Well, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not our responsibility for others not to feel pain. Mm -hmm. Because what if that pain is part of their soul expansion and what they need to go through? Mm -hmm. And this is the thing, it's it's kind of when you look at it from a soul perspective, yep, yeah, it's kind of, you can understand the logic of it. Doesn't make it easier on the human side. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you gave the example of, of, of your ex-husband. This was somebody that, that's been a big part of your life, right? So you don't want to cause pain, but is it your responsibility? No, and I think that's probably the hardest part of all of this is knowing that I am disappointing another to be true to myself. You know, I love that line. So that, that line comes from, uh, and actually I'll, maybe I'll share it on, on this podcast at some point, but it's, it's by Araya and it's called, you know, so, um, but yeah, I love that line. Are you willing to disappoint another to be true to yourself? How powerful is that? Easy to say, not always easy to do. Mm -hmm. But just again, talk about repeat programs. And again, just, just for our listeners, be kind to yourself. If something comes up that you've, you've, you know, you've been to therapy for, you've done lots of healing for, and it comes up again, don't, don't automatically go, oh, I thought I dealt with that. You know, and then you start to be hard with yourself. No, ask yourself, I don't know, what if this is deeper healing? Because, you know, you share in your book, you know, kind of how you were raised and what you've been through. And some of the things that we've experienced as, as children or any child does take time to heal, right? We're a soul having human experience, which means that, you know, if, if we, for example, if we've chosen to heal the masculine side of our, our of, of, from an ancestral perspective, then that means that you're going to experience a lot on the masculine side. Mm -hmm. And part of that journey could be, you know, standing in my power to find that masculine energy to kind of be, but still having that softer feminine side to understand that there, there is a, there is a heart journey here. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Stacey, I didn't had no clue where this episode was going to go. Uh, we don't, as we say all the time, we, we pick a topic and we just go with what, um, whatever comes um but i guess as we start closing out what are your thoughts what, what what's your um what can you share about your journey that will help our listeners on if they can you know if they feel like they're going through the massive change and they're fighting for themselves what would you advise that person to do so the first thing i would say is hang on <laughs> 
Exclamation let, let, point. Let, 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 me just, let me just say, one of the things with Stace that I didn't realize is when you start to become friends with her and you start working with her and she's on an accelerated path, she takes you on the roller coaster with her. So, you know, just, 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 just as a, you need to come with a health warning, but yeah, go on, stay. Sorry, I interrupted you. So me. I would say, I would say the first thing is hang on because I think it can be a very isolating time when the old relationships start to fall away or when you experience some resistance from old relationships, it can be very isolating and it can feel very, um, secluded and quite frankly it can be scary right because you're getting to know a whole new version of you and trying to navigate the dynamic of the relationships around you so it's a lot all at one time but the first thing i would say is hang on the second thing i would say is and this is one of the the best pieces of advice that that i can give anyone um, and that is practice the pause you know, take the time when you're experiencing that backlash or that resistance or that uncomfortableness, take the time to practice the pause and allow yourself the space to gain the perspective. For example, like I said, I'm in the UK and yesterday I got like a slew of angry messages, you know, about me not being with my daughter right now and being here. And the old me, would have responded and and you know kind of like trying to defend myself and this version of me said you know what i'm i'm not going to do this i'm going to practice the pause i'm going to allow myself the space because right now he's hurting and he's trying to figure out that hurt but it is not my responsibility to fix his hurt it is not my responsibility to come up with things that I can say to make him feel better. That's not my role. My role is to be true to me and to honor my path. And beyond that, there's not much else I am I can do. I mean, I, I can't, it's not my battle to fight. I'm gonna fight for myself. I'm gonna fight for this version of me and to cultivate a life for her that she can embrace, enjoy, and move forward, right? And so I would say, um, hang on, practice the pause. And then the next thing I would say is um, continue on the path to getting to know this new version of you. If you've gone through an awakening, if you've gone through a massive life shift, take the time to spend time with you to understand who you are and what you want. Great advice, great advice. And um, Stacey, if I was to be honest, um, we always plan to talk about what we do early in the episode and kind of, I, I always jump straight in and, you know, kind of get into the topic. And, but honestly, if you are going through, and if this episode resonates, and you feel like you're going through some sort of awakening, there's a lot of pain around, um, and you really want to shine your light, and then reach out to us. We love this work. We love this topic. You can find, you can feel the passion in this topic, this conversation. Um, we have a, an amazing mentorship program that is changing lives. 
we've now added some coaching options. So if you want to kind of work with us one-off to work on a specific issue, we can reopen your Akashic records and kind of guide you on, on what's happening to you at a soul level. We can train you how to read Akashic records. There's so much that we do that can help accelerate whatever you're going through. Everything you're going through, you're meant to, right? It's part of your journey. It's part of why you're here. But sometimes you need help. And what a good mentor does is accelerate your journey because everything you need is inside you, but sometimes you can't see it because there's so much happening around. And so, you know, if any of this, if you need some guidance, then you can book a free discovery call. We can take you through the mentorship program that we do. You can book a reading online. Um, you can book a coaching session if you want us to help you in a specific area. We love the work that we do. So reach out to us, message us, book a discovery call. Say, how do you feel about the work that we do? I love the work that we do. And friends, follow us on social media. We do, um, we post there, we do reels, we do TikToks. Um, it's a great way to engage with us. Um, I'm gonna be getting active in my Instagram stories while I'm on this trip, documenting the journey. And we'd love to connect with you in all the ways. So reach out to us. Uh, we're here to support you. So Stacey, as we close out, and I know that you, you've kind of given some advice, but any journal prompts that you can think of that would, would help? Because, you know, journey is a great way to really kind of focus and connect with you inside to maybe bring out some of these things. So what journal prompts would you advise a listener? You know what? I just want to leave it at one. Are you willing to disappoint another to be true to yourself? Wow. Love that. And as you think about that, just consider the relationships around you. And are you standing in your power with those relationships? Which relationships are nurturing you? Which relationships are expanding you? And in what way are they expanding you? So just finish off by saying thank you for all our listeners. I feel so blessed with um, this podcast. It was a, you know, kind of something that I was guided to through the records. And we've got to 80 episodes. I'm sure we'll get to many more. Um, we're committed to releasing at least one episode a week. Um, and sharing whatever comes through so i'm sending everyone so much love and light you know as i talked about earlier this is an expansive period that we're in so many planets in retrograde you can i'm sure you can listen about it on social media etc or you can google it but i really do feel it's a period of where we've been pushed to expand we've been pushed to really kind of deal with things that we need to to truly shine our light so be kind to yourself spend more time in nature Spend more time journaling. Um, think, really think about your self-care. Um, just, you know, maybe include a physical element in terms of going for a walk or run. But be kind to yourself through this period. And reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Give us feedback. If there's some topics you'd like us to cover, send us a DM. You can find our social media details in, in the show notes. Reach out to us. And Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to close us out. Thanks everybody for being with us. As always, we are so grateful for you and we'll see you on next week's episode. Thank you everybody. Sending you love and light. Bye for now.